and welcome to Women in the Business Arena, formerly known as the Liberation Lab. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, success strategist for women in business, and I'll soon be joined by my dear friend and co-host, Laura Guzman, an amazing psychotherapist who works with women entrepreneurs. Together, we dive into juicy topics relevant to women in business. We've learned through decades of being entrepreneurs how to conquer the business arena and achieve not just success, but fulfillment and liberation. We also believe that this is a continual journey of ups and downs, so we get honest, vulnerable, and real about what it takes to succeed. Think of this as joining our inner circle of women discussing the issues that matter and the strategies that will help you enjoy the ride. If you want to continue the discussion, join our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. We would love to hear from you. Okay, let's get started. Hi, and welcome to the Women in the Business Arena podcast. I'm your host, Sonia Statman, and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Laura Schutt-Guzman. Hey, Laura. Hello, hello. I'm actually quite excited about our topic because, you know, as you know, we, for anybody who listens to our podcast on a regular basis, we try to cover both, you know, very practical sort of business topics, but also some of the more psychological components of, you know, how we're operating our business, what's happening to us as we're working in the world. And so that is actually one of my favorite things to do. And today we're going to kind of talk about, um, I term it projection and Laura terms it transference, but we're going to, we're going to talk about about what happens when someone we're working with or someone in our lives is actually projecting their uh, mindset, their thinking, their feelings onto us and asking us to kind of wear them. And how do we determine between when we are actually projecting something on someone and when it actually is the truth? Mm, Yeah. I think, you know, like you said, there are um, different ways that that you can use a terminology around this. It's just from the world of psychology. We learned as therapists to be really mindful of transference, which is when a client is transferring um, a certain amount of feelings, emotions, um, ide- ideas about who you are when it's being transferred to you, to the therapist. And, and if the therapist is conscious and aware that that's happening, then we can really use that uh, for the therapeutic process. And then when you have your own feelings come up about that person um, putting their feelings on you, that's called counter-transference. Uh, however, I use that word projection a lot as well, like within more of um, my the business context or when I'm talking to colleagues or just when I'm talking to you and we're talking about how different people project things. Um, so I'll probably you move in and out of using like both of those those terms because I think they can be interchangeable. And I know that we'll always go into a variety of ways in which we're talking about these concepts outside of just our business lives. Yeah, definitely. And I, I think sort of this, you know, projection is a very human component. It's something that, you know, I think everyone does and everyone's experienced. It's just about how much awareness you have. Okay. So let's talk a little bit about what projection is. And then let's also talk about why it's actually relevant to, you know, as a business topic, I guess, because I don't think you hear very often people talking about projection as it relates to business. So Uh, This is how I kind of like to look at projection or, you know, sort of explain it. You know, we've talked a lot about mindset and with mindset, we talk sort of about a framework. It's like we're looking through a frame or we're looking through a window and that, you know, glass is really colored with the way that we see things and the way that we believe and the way that we feel. 
Well, I kind of see projection as we're putting that glass on someone else. You know, we're, we're taking some, some idea we have about something, maybe an old pattern, maybe something that reminds us of our dad or our mom or someone in our lives that hurt us. And we literally sort of lay that film on someone else and we see them as exhibiting those same things. Would that be, would that mm-hmm. be an accurate sort of simple explanation, Laura? Yeah. And the thing is, is that you can project both positive and negative. It's just that the, yeah, the negative ones are the ones that sometimes get us in more trouble. Like people don't seem to mind when we project really positive things onto them. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Until, until, and this is, and this is something I want, I want to address later in the podcast, but you know, it's interesting because we don't mind when people project positive things on us, but what often happens is if they're projecting a positive thing, at some point it's going to turn around to the, to projecting a negative thing, right? We just become a projection and they never actually really experience us. Right. Like any type of transference or projection, which something is being put on us that, that we don't internally own. It wasn't ours to begin with. It's really important to know that that's happening. Um, and it's actually, you know, we talk about, um, our superpowers, you know, I think your ability to, to tune in to what your, what's yours, um, Mm. in a way that allows you to notice when people are putting things on you that are theirs and you can really use that to, to feel into somebody else's um, needs, like where they're coming from. So sometimes it can be helpful to be like, whoa, that, that's not mine. But how do we know that it's not ours? Uh, how do we have that, you know, that discernment? <laughs> the tricky part. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because psychologically, we really believe oftentimes that what we see is absolute fact, right? We're seeing it. It's right here in front of us. It's fact. And so, you know, it takes a lot of self-awareness and some discipline to be able to step back and say, is that actually what's happening or is that colored by my projection? And I think, you know, like as a metaphor, like maybe we should come to sort of a metaphor as a metaphor, we can kind of look at it in terms like a costume. Like we have this costume that we want someone else to wear, right? We're like, Mm -hmm. here, here's my costume. You know, like sometimes they don't want to wear our costume, which creates a lot of conflict. And sometimes they're totally willing to wear the costume, which then just means we're all playing out our patterns, right? So I think- yeah. You know, we can kind of look at it in terms of like we've, someone else wore the costume, like that was sort of our original impression. Oftentimes that's Mm -hmm. our parents, right? So like my dad may have been a certain way. And so therefore that's the costume that I've interpreted, right? Here is a man's costume. And then I might lay that costume on my husband. He is exactly like my dad. He's doing A, B, and C and like, you know, that, but it's a costume that I've asked him to wear. Yeah. No, I think that's good to have that metaphor. And costume kind of speaks to um, donning a new identity, a new role, a new way of being that is often it's constructed by someone else. And they're like, hey, look at this awesome costume. (laughs) Like, I'm just going to dress you in it. And so sometimes you may consciously say, oh, wow, they're giving me this costume and I'm going to wear it mindfully knowing that it's not mine. And yet I'm, I'm participating in this um, kind of role exchange or there's something that might be important um, that you can learn by, by taking that costume on. But if you're just putting on the costume and you don't realize that you're wearing a different costume or they're seeing you in this way, then it can become um, a, a very confusing uh, 
challenge for both of you to kind of understand is you're like, what, what's going on? I've donned a, a, this costume that's not mine. So that clarity, um, of what you're wearing, like what's the identity that you're wearing? What's um, truly yours? And what is somebody asking you to, to play? Or what is somebody assuming that you are experiencing or feeling? Cause that's another thing projection. You know, we use that when it's like, wow, that person really projected that all over me because yeah. I wasn't feeling that at all. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, okay. Were you not at all? Um, so looking, uh, digging into how much of that is yours and how much of that. And we, we can speak to that because there's some, there are some exercises that you can even do to kind of shed costumes that aren't yours. So you can feel into that. Yeah. And I, and I think the reason why this is such an important topic is because in business, like we can't separate our psychological components, our mindset from what we're experiencing. So whether that is in the relationships with the clients that we have, or whether that's in relationship with partners that we have, or whether that's in relationship with our family, you know, or just even in what we're experiencing with the world, you know, like people like our product, they don't like our product. They, um, they, everyone, you know, wants to like gets what we're doing or they don't get what we're doing or, you know, like there's even in such, there's so many places that this projection becomes relevant in business. And oftentimes we're literally operating our business in our projections totally. And so we don't even really see the opportunities that are out there. We don't really see what's happening. We don't really connect with people out there because we've just, we're just really connecting with our projections. Hmm. Yeah. So we might be connecting with what we've project, what's been projected upon us. Do you think, or what we're projecting? I think, I think when it, I think we're connecting with what we're projecting, right? Because it's, it's kind of yeah. like, like, if you look at it, like a, um, I don't know, like a bubble, you're in your bubble. And so all you can really see is your projections. That's your bubble, right? So, so yeah. you can keep pushing out, trying to touch people, but you're really touching them through a bubble. <laughs> so it's mm-hmm. like, you know, you're, they're getting some sort of piece of your projection. And so I think that's more so what's happening. Now, I think other people can then put their bubble on us and we can either choose to wear it or not choose to wear it. Or, you know, we can start to play out, like you were saying, sort of counter-transference, which is like someone projects on us. We react to that because yes. they, they then look like somebody in our lives that we have a projection on and then we're playing <laughs> out the drama. Right. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And so, oh, I, yeah. I, I mean, this is—it's such a funny thing when you start to break it down and look at it. But the truth is that most people are very unaware because they're so sure that what they're experiencing is truth. They're so sure that it's a fact. You know that this becomes a really important skill, and and some of it is just stepping back and being willing to to look at it. Like I know for myself, this is a constant. I mean, every day I'm looking at and stepping back to okay is what I'm seeing real or is it a projection? You know, is, especially if it's an uncomfortable thing, like if everything's flowing, I probably don't need to stop and, you know, be like, is there a projection going on? Like, I don't really worry Mm -hmm. about it, but if there becomes conflict, if I'm feeling uncomfortable, if something's happening in an, in a relationship where the interaction is no longer pleasant, then I'm usually stepping back to look at what's mine in the situation and what's not mine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well, and this speaks to why it's so important to do our own inner work, why there's an end to us um, learning more about ourselves. And 
I actually just came across some research and I um, came across a book that I haven't yet dove into yet, but I'm curious about because it says like the majority of people's self-perception is like we score ourselves much higher on our ability to perceive ourselves accurately Mm -hmm. than we actually do. So that there's this challenge to our sense of self-perception in in our current cultures that... um, that's kind of this problematic thing. So researchers are starting to delve more into what is this sense of self-awareness because this is kind of a buzzword in um, self-development and positive psychology and our ability to become more um, enlightened, so to speak, is this self-awareness. So why is it that we are actually, many of us, challenged um, with true insight into ourselves? And one could say that, well, some of this is not knowing self well enough to understand when we are projecting and when we're being projected upon. So it's kind of speaking to this issue that you brought up today. So um, I think that in business, it's just has a different flavor of complication versus in your personal life, it's going to be complicated. It's going to create some havoc, but in your professional business life, it's going to reach, it's going to, you know, create a different type of conundrum And I don't know, like what, if you find that your clients spend a lot of time, you know, thinking about projection and how that's playing out. I mean, is this conversation that you're having right now with a lot of your clients, or is it something that you're just kind of having right now with me and thinking a lot about your own? (laughs) (laughs) That's a good question. Um, Look, it's interesting because my program is developed to bring up people's projections, but I Mm. don't necessarily communicate it and tool their up. And they're, it's, it's kind of like, what I find is that I don't want people to become too heady about it. I don't want them to, to not have context around it because if something's not happening for them, like if there's no projection happening, then it's really hard to talk about it. Whereas like sometimes the self-awareness comes because you're in the middle of it and there's a context around it. So what I find is that I don't talk a lot about it in the program, for instance, until the projection comes up, which allows me to see what's happening and allows me to see where some of the issues are in their business, right? Because if I can't see the projections and what they're putting out, not just on me, but on other people and on other experiences, then it's really hard to sort of look at what's really getting in the way of a successful business. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Because it's one of the main things that's in the way, like our mindset, Mm -hmm. our projections. I mean, it's one of the main issues that gets in the way of a successful business, but people don't talk about it. They don't know about it. So for me, it's really about the context. So when it becomes an issue, we start to talk about it. But I think it's, you know, everyone's got different levels. I mean, some people I work with have like a mass, they've done so much self-development. So for them, it's like, yes, projection. Oh yes, I get it right away. Other people who've done hardly any self-development, you know, for them, it's a much harder um, thing to embrace to really be like, but I'm, what I'm seeing is real. Well, yeah. I know that it feels that way, but let's explore. Is it a pattern, yeah. for instance? Like, have you experienced yeah. it before? And so those yeah. are some of, the, some of the ways we look at it. But yeah, we, I don't talk about it a huge amount because I feel like it needs context. 
Yeah. Well, it's so interesting that you framed it that way because that really is the reason why we talk about it in psychology is the learning piece that can come when you notice it's happening. That's yeah. it was Sigmund Freud that actually coined the term and his was his, you know, approach was psychoanalysis. But the ability to um, notice when a client is transferring something onto you and you start feeling something, you think, gosh, this isn't really mine, or you're irritated with a client. Well, that's an insight into how that person might be affecting their loved ones or may or that um, may be affecting their business or affecting. So it's really just similar to what you were saying is that you don't necessarily bring it up in the conversation with the client, but you're noticing if it starts to happening, you know, starts to happen between the two of you in the relationship. Mm -hmm. If you notice, oh, this isn't mine, this is being projected this must be happening with this person out in the world. Like if you have that skill set, you know, to be able to, to notice that, it helps you help your client because <laughs> then all of a sudden you can bring up that conversation. Of course, it's an interesting way. You have to bring it up in kind of very gentle, non-threatening ways to people. Some people yeah. say, oh my goodness, they'll stop themselves and be like, oh. <gasps> you just like, I see myself right now talking to you the way that I would my fill in the blank, whatever, like my father, my mother, my kid. Um, So sometimes they'll catch themselves, which then makes it, like you said, kind of an easier conversation to have because it's out in the open. But sometimes it's happening and they're getting angrier and angrier and more upset at you and ready to fire you. (laughs) You're just like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think this is, I think there's somebody else in the room, you know? (laughs) And, and, and this is the challenge is that, you know, as a business owner, right. And, and, you know, specifically the clients I work with, because they're all service providers, right. So they're all working with clients individually. And so, you know, it gets to be a real challenge because it's inevitable that it's going to happen, that you're going to be projected upon. And then there is like either a level of willingness or unwillingness to sort it out. So I've had both, you know, I can give examples of like, I've had clients who they're literally in the midst of their projection and they're so sure that what they're experiencing is real. And that even though I have a really gentle and loving conversation with them, that, you know, what they're projecting is actually not real at all. Not that it's not real, but it's, it's, Mm -hmm. it's a pattern. And like, for instance, I've had people project the opposite of what my program is about. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> onto the program. And I'm like, mm, okay, well, actually the program is like totally the opposite of that. But I think that's really interesting. <laughs> that's what you see. And so I think, you know, like, you know, sometimes people use the projections as a way to escape, as a way to fail, as a way to self-sabotage, as a way to just not take responsibility. I and mean, there's a whole lot of reasons why we use these different things. You know, sometimes it's protection. I think a lot of times it's projection is protection. And, and so, you know, I've had that experience where they're just unwilling to explore it with me. Cause for me, it's all about like, can we explore this? Like, can we like sort of dive into it? Is this something that you've experienced before? You know, and if they're unwilling to explore there's there's literally nothing I can do. It's like they're, you know, they're uncoachable at that point. And, you know, if they're willing to explore, then that is where the biggest transformations happen. So the, you know, when I have clients that are willing to explore what's happening, it is like, wow. Like as soon as we explore it and they are able to see it, it's like they have such a transformation in the program that they literally like move mountains after that. Like, it's just like, it's such a black and white 
kind of thing, you know, like pre, they're not having any results. Boom. We have this conversation, boom, quick results. Like it's just so it's, and this is the beautiful of changing consciousness or changing the psychology or changing mindset or changing projection is that there's, it's so, it's so quick to provide results versus like going out and beating the pavement over and over and over again. Well, because it's so pervasive and unconscious for such a long time often. You know, it's just, it's like that film you said earlier, it's just this film that's, you know, put on every relationship, every transaction, every um, expectation, you know, depending on how deep that um, projection is, it can just be really affecting that person across the board. And then when you shift that in the light bulb, turns on, you're like, oh, I don't actually have to interact with everyone in my life in this way. Like this is something that um, I've been carrying with me. Then it's, it can be really quick to, once that veil drops, it can really transform something quickly. Um, Sometimes people can see it, then they put the veil back. (laughs) They're like, oh wait, I'm putting that back. I'm putting that back. I'm not, I'm not quite comfortable. Um, And they'll kind of go back and (laughs) forth, but at least you've had this dialogue of like, oh, oh, is that, is that, up again? Like, is that veil coming, you know, to, to change that, um, course of action. But I really think that, you know, this is the type of, I love that we're having this conversation because this is what you and I believe that being an entrepreneur can be about. It's not just (laughs) about a successful business, but it will pull all of this beautiful and, you know, chaotic and wild and (laughs) untamable self like out into the open for you to explore if you're willing and if you have the type of people around you. Um, I've had a business coach once write something to me in an email where I was like doing this whole little diatribe of like, oh, this is my whole sad sob story about Mrs. Y and da 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 da. And just like with one thing that she sort of the context of, oh, this sounds like blah, like this kind of thing that you've always been disappointed by. (laughs) has like some roots to it. And I just like cried as I read the email. Like she didn't even have to have a conversation with me. She just like pointed something out very gently in written form. And I knew as soon as I started crying that Mm -hmm. I just, I had just uncovered something really deep. I'm like, I do. Oh my gosh. That's, this is like childhood something that I just put this disappointment out there on other people. Um, so it doesn't even have to be face-to-face conversation, you can actually sometimes maybe just bring a, a, a parallel to someone's attention. Like, huh, yeah. this seems really interesting. This is familiar. This, you know, or does, I think she asked me the question, like, is this, could this possibly be? And I'm like, yes, it is. It's totally that. <laughs> totally that. Totally that. <laughs> oh, I love those people in, in my life as well. Like, and so, so let's talk it from, let's, let's sort of dissect it from a couple different viewpoints, right? Because it's very different to look at it from terms of being the business owner, right? Or the service provider versus the one who's receiving the service. So yes. let's talk about both because we're, we are all service providers or business owners, and we are also receivers, right? So all of us are either, you know, have our own business coach or mentors or family members or whatever it is, like we're all sort of in both roles. So let's talk about it first from the viewpoint of being the service provider. So you're the coach, the consultant, the marketer, the psychologist, whatever it is that you are doing. It's like you're working with your clients. And so what we have to look at is, you know, 
both things. Like one of the reasons why it's so important to do your own work, to do your own cleanup work, right? This isn't just about like going and feeling good. This is about like doing the hard work, the shadow work, the, the, you know, darker aspects of yourself, the integration, the integrity work, however you want to label it. The reason why it's so important for us to be doing our own work is so that we can clearly see what's happening in the relationship with our clients. If you're not doing your own work, then most likely you're going to get caught up in your own projections. And so then it's really hard to see what your client's going through because you're just going to be reacting to everything they're going through, right? So, so that's the first thing is that if you want to maintain clean relationships, if you want to work on projection, you need to be first clear about where you're projecting yourself and where you're not neutral. Like I talk, I talk a lot about it in terms of neutrality, because if I'm reacting, then something's mine. If I'm more neutral, then I'm probably, I've probably integrated it. Would you agree, Laura? Yes, I agree completely. And I'm going to bring this back into sensation. Like one of our um, wonderful tools here, when you wonder, when you're wondering, how am I going to know our body will usually tell us before our brain gets around it. Mm. Um, Usually you'll, you'll feel a, a yucky feeling like, gosh, this doesn't feel like me or I feel heavy. Like you'll have had a conversation with someone and all of a sudden you're walking away with something that just doesn't make sense for your context. And so paying attention to what are the sensations that you feel um, all of a sudden showed up that just are not familiar, don't feel like something you normally carry, that can be a sign that you've just taken on somebody else's um, projected emotions. And being able to um, just check in when you start to notice um, a shift of uh, an emotion changes, just like, you know, check in and see if your body's tensing or tight or feeling a little bit off. Uh, and then you just at least get to pause for a moment to, to double check that. And you may even be with somebody and you might say, Hey, can we just pause like for a moment? Can you, can you repeat just what you said? I just want to really understand it a little bit more, you know, pause and slow down whatever's happening in that moment. As soon as you start to feel something sliding, it's like, Mm. right. It doesn't feel in alignment. It feels like there's something attached to it because our, that feels uncomfortable. And sometimes our tendency or knee jerk reaction is to fast forward through it. Like all of a sudden we're uncomfortable. The client's saying something, we're not sure why we're feeling what we're feeling. And we kind of jump to the next thing, right? We're trying Mm. to get out of it. But if you notice that, slow it down, take a deep breath and ask your client again to just say what it was that they want you to understand about where they're coming from. That's one little tool I have. And it's really mm-hmm. good. Like, I mean, sometimes, you know, because the thing is when someone's projecting on you, especially if it's negative, it can be very uncomfortable. Like, you know, in your thinking, but that's not true. And so immediately most of us, because we're human, no matter how much work we've done, we want to be defensive. Well, that's not true. Well, that actually, that's not true at all. Like, you know, and so there's that, there's that immediate sort of desire to be defensive. And so the more you can sort of take a deep breath, slow things down, ask questions and listen, the more you're going to, you know, be able to move through that piece and it can be like a true gift or opportunity. But if you act defensive, if you resist it, then you're going to have some real big challenges as you, you know, move through because they're going to feel that. And then it just, it just sets you up as a war or as, um, you know, 
what what would you call it? Like as kind of defensive against each other. It's like all of a sudden you're against each other instead of working with each other. Yes. And so it's kind of noticing that discomfort may, and you may even feel a little defensive, like you said, defensive. So it feels like you're kind of up up in protection. And so as you take that deep breath, it's like, okay, you know, inside you're saying to yourself, I'm just going to stay receptive and invite this person to stay connected to me as we sort through this. So as you stay, as you slow it down and you ask questions and you stay curious, then they can stay receptive and not defensive. And you're more likely to find out what's going on. And that person may even see the projection themselves without you having to point it out. Because as you give them space to explore it, they might catch themselves and say, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Like that's not, I don't know why I'm doing this or saying this right now. It's just this, it's this pattern I have, or, you know, they may be able to see it because they've stayed calm and receptive. If they go defensive, like you're saying, then the two of you are both on the defense and there's, there's kind of a lost opportunity yes. that comes from human misalignment. This is something that's so important that I talk about with my couples all the time that come in so upset that they're fighting. I'm like, well, yeah. fighting is just an opportunity to learn how to repair, how yeah. to, you know, you're just misaligned. So this happens as service providers. We become misaligned with our clients and we can stay really connected if we're own in our own stuff. And we're really watching what's going on with ourselves and like call, you know, calling that moment to just pause and, and pull back. And sometimes if you can't, like, that's okay too, to just notice that catch your breath and maybe make a note (laughs) to yourself, like I need to go get some more work done. And that was something that, um, when I first went through grad school, I felt like counter-transference kind of was a bad thing. Like um, mm. we sort of learned, don't do it. You know, don't have counter-transference. That means you're not mindful enough and you, know, you should yeah. avoid that. That's a bad thing that harm your client. And now this more contemporary understanding as we've gotten more person, human-centered um, in most of our psychological approaches, then it's, oh, opportunity to understand what's coming up for me and how this might impact the client. And then maybe I just need to go talk to my coach or my therapist or do more meditation and get more clear around this, right? It's just an opportunity for you to dive deeper into something. And I think what we have to point out as well is this is a high level skill, right? So this is like a lot of skill building, a lot of practice. And no matter how skilled you are, you're still going to fall into a trap now and then. Like I've done it. I do it. Like it's, I consider myself pretty skilled in this area. And yet there are still times where I hit a reaction where I, you know, become defensive, where I feel like, you know, I I actually become angry. So like it happens to the best of us because we're human. So I think, you know, it's good to point that out so that you don't realize, like a lot of people will beat themselves up and be like, oh my gosh, I'm, you know, I'm not very neutral. I'm defensive all the time. I'm reacting all the time. Well, yeah, that's, that's very human. So it's about, it's a skill building of being more and more aware and more able to take control of yourself in a way. Like, you know, because what happens is those reactions when we can't control them. So like now I can feel the reaction and I can, you know, not like put it out there. Right. So it's like, I can go back and do my own work without having to like put it out there. And I, cause I think we have to recognize even, even when we're really integrated, even when we're really skilled at this, like when someone puts a negative projection on you, it still hurts. 
Like it still has a feeling to it. It still is a, a dart or a knife, depending on who they are, aimed at you. <laughs> like it's, mm-hmm. you know, and so I think we have to be realistic as well as recognizing, like, yeah, sometimes we have to, if we, you know, we have to go and actually sort of repair the wound ourselves. Like, you know, what is it? Yeah. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, I mean, it's kind of like anger, all of that stuff. Nothing's wrong with these emotions. They're good. They're protective. They, you know, it's just about being aware of them so that we're able to process them and move with them and move through them and heal whatever wounds and then come back more neutral because that's our responsibility as service providers. Yes. Yes. And emotions, like sensations, emotions, it's their information, you know, it's like this really great information that we can receive from our bodies and from our minds. Um, and then just taking that to help you be more clear about the type of work that you might want to do on yourself or with your client. And I think that, um, you know, in compassion, like we coming back to just being really compassionate when something when you when you notice yourself projecting or when you're being projected upon just being like ah this is happening mm-hmm. that's interesting you know like let me just watch that um and take in the information because most of the time you will see an increase of this, the irony of it like you kind of in, you'll see an increase of the projection as your relationship deepens often, like as that person puts you more and more into the trusted role, like you're my coach, you're leading me, you're somebody I look up to, you know, it's like the more you kind of go up that pedestal, the the more that person is going to project the old mother father stuff and you know oh. all the different things they've had with authority figures <laughs> oh my god and like you know i think this is the piece like sometimes i feel i always think of this cartoon like you know where someone is like has someone's um, I don't know. I can't remember if it's like Mickey Mouse or something. And it's like, you know, this, they're throwing this person up to the ceiling and down to the floor and up to the ceiling and down to the floor. Sometimes I feel like that happens with clients, right? Like they'll project onto me the pedestal. Like I'm on this pedestal. I'm amazing. I'm so great. Blah, 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 blah. And then they hit the, the other side of their projection, which is the disappointment, <laughs> and the, you know, and the, the disappointment and the discouragement and you're controlling me or, you know, whatever it is that their projection is of that other side of the authority figure. And so right. it's like, what ends up happening is you're being jerked around, but you've been the same all along, right? You're like, yeah. you're still sitting there behind both costumes going, well, neither of those things are really me, but that's all you want to see. <laughs> and you know, so, so I mean, good. like the reality is it's hard. Like sometimes yeah. it's super hard to, to be like, um, hello, can we just erase all of that? So you can actually see me and I'm normal and a human. I'm neither the pedestal nor the floor, you know, like, Yes. Extremes. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. And that can be so hard. Like you said, like, this is why we need our own self-care and this is, well, this is why it's such a good conversation. I'm glad that you, you know, just really, what's funny. Cause we're like, we're going to go, we'll just talk about relationships and family members. And, but we really kind of stayed on business we did, you know? <laughs> because it's, I, because I don't think it's talked about enough. Like we do hear people talking about, Oh, I've just projected this onto my husband or yeah. I'm totally projecting this old stuff onto my kids. But this is, we are in a human centered 
business, if you're doing service providing for that's about coaching or therapy or leadership, you know, anything that you're trying to really use your skills to help someone further develop their self or their business or their creative projects in the world, this is going to have to come up because we're humans and we're messy and, but this is a part of the fun. Like if you keep it in perspective, all of this messiness um, can be a lot of fun because we get to show up um, Mm. and laugh with each other and call each other in on some things. (laughs) I've started (laughs) using that term instead of calling each other out. Um, But you know, we're all we, we have been socially constructed to see certain things and we don't know what we don't know. So it's really beautiful when a client presents a new perspective and all mm. of a sudden we move our center because we choose, not because the client moved us, but we were like, wow, you just showed me something that I didn't see about the world or I didn't know about the world. So I'm actually going to move. I'm not going to be as um, male, white male centered. I'm actually going to move the margins a little bit here, you know? So we're like constantly helping each other. That's the positive, like where we're um, seeing things that we wouldn't have seen before because somebody might be bringing a new perspective or a new projection. Yeah. And so, Mm -hmm. I mean, obviously, as we talked about, it's so much about doing your own investigation and self-work and, you know, all of that. You know, I also think that one of the triggers or one of the ways you can look at it, this is sort of how, one of the ways I guess I'm, I guess the indicators that I'm projecting or someone's projecting on me is when it's a pattern, right? So if, for instance, if I'm seeing that all of a sudden all my clients are doing this one thing, it's probably a projection. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably, yeah. Yeah. Like if your clients are all exhibiting it too, you know, it's like, Oh, I think that I'm the common denominator. (laughs) Exactly. And it doesn't mean that like, maybe they all aren't experiencing some facet of that, or maybe the few people who are, you know, that I'm experiencing that with do have some similarities, but because I'm labeling it, as all of them, or I'm labeling it as this sort of like blanket, it's most likely that there's at least some part of that that's my projection. And I think it's the same when we start to see that with authority figures, or it could be gender, right? Like I definitely have projections on men that I have to constantly check and constantly look at and constantly explore, you know, because I can blanket them and be like, all men are like this, you know, well, that's, probably a projection. Well, no, it is a projection, right? Because literally not all men can be like this. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, I think that, 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 you know, these are the, these are the kind of things that can help us just explore. And I think like what you were saying earlier, you know, not only, so there's what we are working with, with clients, which, you know, we're in sort of an authority level with clients, right? So not in, not that we're trying to be over someone or in control of someone, but we've been put in an authority role, an expert role, a, you know, some kind of role where they trust and they're looking up to us for some support. So like that can really bring out people's authority issues. And we all have them. We all have authority issues. Like I don't know anyone who had perfect parents, literally, where they had no authority issues. They are those representations of authority. So it's like, you know, you're, it is inevitable that people are going to put on you, you know, some, some of those authority things. Or if you've got clients, like say in corporate, sometimes they're putting you as an employee and that's their projection, right? So it's like, you know, even though you're, you're a contractor or you're a consultant or you're an expert, they can really push you down into the employee projection. So there, you Mm -hmm. know, there's all these sort of things playing out. And so I think power differentials, like authority figures bring out the gamut of, yeah. 
And that is a, like a power conversation. And so, you know, that's what has the more helpful we can recognize, like, am I actually experiencing what I think I'm experiencing? Or, you know, is there some other projection at play here? Like these are the sort of things that we need to become good at looking at and good at evaluating and good at exploring. And that curiosity is that's where we do it. curiosity with compassion. Like, mm. It's not like you said, it's not a place to um, go into a shame spiral of like, Oh my gosh, I'm so projecting all this stuff on my clients right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm horrible. Um, like we all have moments and like, actually sometimes if you know, if something's going on for you and you're doing a lot of projecting, that might just be some, a time for you to pause and take some self care, like go take a day to go to the massage, you know, spa, whatever your place is, go for, go out in nature, you know, like it's okay. And use those times to just reconnect to yourself because maybe something, you know, maybe you recently suffered, um, a, a, something that triggered some trauma in yeah. your life. And that's going to be more likely to be projected because it's up in your psyche. And, um, so I think that definitely I would like to, to make that point in this conversation is that this is a place of learning. It's a place of, um, that of, of, of transformation for both you and the people that you're working with. If you're making a commitment to just look and with compassion at those different things that are maybe being projected on you or that you're projecting onto others. Yeah. And, and you'll notice, I mean, one of the coolest parts is you'll notice that as you start cleaning up, whatever the projection is for you, whatever the pieces are for you, I don't know, everything always works itself out, right? All these people that you projected it upon all of a sudden become different. (laughs) It's like a miracle, you know? And I I mean, I think that's what's so, so like sometimes no matter how many times I've done just so much of this work, like no matter how many times I've done it, like I'm still sometimes surprised that like, wow, everything just unraveled like right before my eyes. Like all, I was having all these problems with people and then, wow, no problems. Everybody's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, like, so, how did that happen? Yeah. <laughs> oh, so I think, you know, yeah, look, it's so cool. I mean, it's a, and, and like you were saying, the curiosity and exploration is the key because if you start getting serious about it, if you make yourself wrong about it, well, that's part of your pattern, obviously, but also you won't get anywhere because it'll be sticky and it will be covered in judgment. And, but really it's about, wow, cool. Like, what is this game I'm playing now? Or what is this game my client is playing now? Like, how cool is that? And if we can do it without judgment with our clients, they have the space to explore it themselves. And I don't think we sometimes recognize that. But if we hold judgment on our clients, if we hold them to something, if we box them in with whatever they're experiencing, they don't have the space to integrate it. Yeah, such a good point. Because this could be the first time with an authority figure that they actually had an opportunity to look at it and see that it could be healed. It could be different. That's huge. It's really huge for people. Um, and I think that it's one of the beautiful ways that this work transforms, you know, it transforms us as we do the work as much as it transforms, hopefully the client that, that we're working with. So yeah, it's such a gift, right? Like people Mm -hmm. have asked me in the past, like, I think I, when I was younger um, and when I was spending a lot more time in trauma work, people were like, how is it that you chose this? Like, when did you know, like, I want to go and work in the 
depths of people's negative emotions, you know, like with trauma. And, um, and I was like, you know what, it, there was just some time early on that I, well, I worked with children and traumatized children really in the beginning of my internships and all those early years. And it was beautiful to see how resilient they were, like how these pockets of, of still being hopeful and curious and courageous and um, excited about things in their life like that, that's inspiring. And so when we work with our clients and we hold their hands to go through this difficult work, and we're also honored to see all of the potential and all of the beauty and everything that they are unfolding in their work. And I'm like you and I, we are both fortunate, Sonia, to work with change makers. Like so many of the women that we work with are doing this work internally and externally because they're making a difference in the world. They're really committed to, to yes. a calling. Yes. And that is to be celebrated and understood that it comes with, it comes with the challenge. It comes with some suffering as well as the joy yes. and beauty of un unveiling. And in fact, the bigger your mission, the more stuff you're going to have to come up to integrate oh, and therefore yeah. be projected. <laughs> so just like, and as you increase your vision, <laughs> the next level of things come up. Like I'm never at a place where like, I mean, just even like a, a few weeks ago, I had one of the, it's been a long time since I've had that big of an integration or that big of something come up that it was really challenging and and I felt suffering like normally I can integrate pretty fast but I've created a bigger vision and in doing that the next level of things come up and so yeah it's a never ending piece and if you're willing to embrace it it will be life changing on so many levels um so don't be scared of it like like embrace it and look at it and explore it and and make it this fun interesting thing, um, what we're projecting, what people are projecting on us. Cause I can also get serious when someone projects something on me that I don't like, like, you yeah. know, and yeah. I need to not get serious. I need to be like, yeah, this is so cool. This is awesome. Like, let's look at this. So I just learned something new yeah. about you right now. <laughs> Whoa, <laughs> exactly. So, you know, I hope if anything, we've just, you know, brought this sort of uh, this idea and concept to light. And, you know, what I encourage all of you to do is begin to explore this idea of like what's being projected, what costumes are we asking people to wear? What costumes are people asking us to wear? And then, you know, just to be more conscious of it as you move through, because it will change your experience and your life and it will change your business. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you all for joining us today and we'll see you next week. Thanks so much for listening to the show. You can dive into more of the conversation in our Facebook group, Women in the Business Arena. You can also access all of our episodes and some great resources at womeninthebusinessarena.com. Our mission is to arm more women with the tools, strategies, and know-how to navigate the business arena with ease so they can create more success, more fulfillment, and more liberation. If you're enjoying the show and want to support our mission, you can write a review on iTunes or share it with your friends. A huge thank you to all of you who commented, reviewed, and shared our show. We are so appreciative of your support. Okay, talk to you next week.